Welcome everyone to episode 33 of Ghost Party Radio, an in-depth and very serious exploration to the world of genre film hosted by two small-time cowards. I am your host, Adam Cervantes Wagner, and allow me to introduce my co-host, the least tastiest treat, it's Trevor Dillon. <laughs> okay, a reference that'll make sense in mere minutes, folks, hang in there. Uh, Adam, how are you doing today? I am doing okay, Trevor. I am excited to be here on the red carpet with you. Yeah, um, uh, I, I I always compliment the way that you look, but this is very cool. Very Tilda Swinton at Cannes attire you have on. Absolutely, and you decided to go with the uh, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> look of jeans and a t-shirt. I thought you were going to go with the Bill Murray thing. Folks, we are on the ball. We are aware of the brand new memes out of the Cannes Film Festival. It's kind of cool to have memes from uh, from the Cannes Film Festival. That means it's the Fast 9 uh, thing worked for them. Yeah, they're I mean, huge. Is it cool to have memes from the Cannes Film Festival? Why not? I mean, that meme already, I'm so, I'm so, so tired of it because... I don't like people acting like Bill Murray doesn't look at least pretty cool in that picture. He does. He's just, uh, you know, he's Facebook, as it were. <laughs> I like that he has two watches on. That That's that's a good look, I think. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway, but he's he's great that we get to see him here at the red carpet today. Yes. Love to see him. And look, it's Newt from Aliens. <laughs> Newt. Glad to see that she's still alive. And some of those mushroom people from Attack of the Mushroom People, a.k.a. Matongo. Wow, I wish I could join them. <laughs> there he is again on the red carpet. It's Vin Diesel as Riddick. Whoa, nice goggles, uh, Vin Riddick. Good luck, buddy. And then, oh, there it is, the creature. And he's dancing, he's shuffling and tap dancing his way down the red carpet. You know, I have to say that the creature, that's pretty badass to be so iconic that you're just called the creature. Like, this is a creature feature series, and, like, it's just, you just say the creature, and I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, that's, that's pretty strong branding. Yeah, or terrible writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Jack Arnold. It always cracks me up when I think of the name Jack Arnold who directed that movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like uh, Hemingway's brother. Yeah, uh, okay, listen. Stop the jokes. Let's get inside the big theater. It's time for the outro to Creature Feature Silver Ghosty Awards. Woo. I can't believe we made it. This one, Trevor, this one feels like it's been a lifetime since we started it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, 10 full movies, uh, 10 feature films. It was a lot for sure. I mean, yeah. we've been doing this for at least a few months because as listeners of the show know, we don't always do our genre breakdown. Sometimes we'll throw another show up like let's say palm d'orcs or the upcoming scary boys scaring boys or marathon men where we have a we'll talk about at the end of the episode but we have some fun stuff coming up that we want to announce uh, some ideas and uh if there's a bunch of blowback then we'll just cancel it right and uh i think we started three new shows in this time so it's at least 14 weeks i believe to get to this point here 14 weeks that's crazy i love it though i love it and uh we were just talking uh off mic before the show uh about how we have eight different shows that we're going to be unveiling throughout at least probably the end of the year so uh we're really excited about the future uh but that's a tease we'll get to that at the very end of the show where uh we will be announcing our our new genre we'll be spinning the wheel as we often do in the outro 
to blankety blank episodes, and uh, we're, I'm really excited to get into a new genre as well. Not that I, you know, I really enjoyed the creature feature genre. I, I cut my teeth, as it were, growing up watching a lot of creature features. What was your overall impression of the series, Adam? Yeah, I had a great time as well. I also, I mean, like the others, I kind of like to see the range of where we could go. It was a smaller range in itself, but we got to see some uh, some less well-made movies, but also some excellent movies, which is uh, that's that kind of range I do like to see. Well, I mean, you said that there's a lot of range. Let's just get into it. I'm going to say the 10 films that we watched, just in case somebody, a new listener, is hopping in on this outro episode, which... You know, that's fine. Uh, welcome, listener. I know welcome. we're happy that you're listening. Um, but Welcome, we... one listener. <laughs> yes, one listener who's, who's brand new. Uh, it's always somebody's first episode, Adam, as you know. But um, like you mentioned with the, with the range, uh, just kind of going out of order here, We you know, we had like the nihilistic Japanese uh, Gilligan's Island type film. Uh, we had the British alien attack film. We had the Universal Monster movie, the classic, you know. We had your James Cameron uh, sequel to a masterpiece here. We had uh, your Italian slash Spanish co-production, um, whatever you want to call Lorelai's Grasp. Uh, and then, you know, Hellraiser, you have your very intense uh, creature feature. Uh, you have your Stephen King creature feature, of course. Uh, you have your musical with Little Shop of Horror. So there, there's a lot. I mean, I, I, the only one I left out was Deep Rising and Pitch Black because those are your kind of late 90s early 2000s video game type creature features so um you know i would say that actually if you were to put a double feature together of the creature features we talked about i think deep rising and pitch black would actually go quite well together but um yeah between these 10 movies there's a lot of range in the creature feature genre so um i think that that's why it didn't feel like the the thing went on forever and ever and ever is because we were watching a slightly different type of movie every week right the only thing that i know wore you out was my fantastic question of how stupid slash dumb are these characters yes and grilling every guest we had on about what their favorite movie snack was right but uh we'll see what the future holds because maybe maybe something more concise will work better but maybe we'll miss this format yeah absolutely um let's get into it let's let's give away some awards absolutely the time that uh our biggest guests or our, our biggest listeners have all been waiting for yeah, uh, do you do you want to go first with your namesake award? Uh, absolutely. Here we go. So, the Adam Cervantes Wagner Award for Tastiest Treat goes to... Wow. In an upset, it's not Treat Williams, but it is Rick Moranis from, you guessed it, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my gosh. Wow, Treat Williams, he had this in the bag, man. He did, but there was a little bit of a caveat here, and Trevor, Treat did not get eaten. Yeah, but his name is Treat, and he's tasty. I thought this was a slam dunk. But who tasted the Treat? Um, is the award you're giving away specifically for the alternative cut of Little Shop of Horrors that we saw? Absolutely, it has to be. Awesome. Yeah, because at the, at the end of the normal cut, he doesn't get eaten. So this is a very, very tricky award. Uh, congrats on tricking uh, the audience and me because, again, I thought Treat Williams had it in the bag. Um, is, is there somebody here to accept this award? I believe so. Let's hear from uh, Katie and Haley, the fan favorites. Hi, Ghost Party Radio and Trevor and Adam. 
This is Haley from Time Warp Radio, and Katie was just here, but uh, we're right outside of the grocery store. We got the munchies and really needed to go get a snack because we heard our selection for this season of Creature Feature, Little Shop of Horrors, won the Adam Wagner Award for Tastiest Treat of when Rick Moranis is eaten alive by the outer space Venus flytrap of a monster. Uh, so I think she's probably just going to get, you know, popcorn and, and raisinets. But thank you so much for this honor. And wow, we, I just, I just, oh, the, they're cueing me off the stage. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am so proud of Haley and Katie for taking the first award of the night. But will it be the last award they win? I don't know, Adam. I don't know. Why don't we give away the famous coveted Trevor Dillon Award? Yes. Absolutely, Adam. The Trevor Dillon Award for Chonkiest Monster goes to... The monster at the end of the mist that scares them to killing themselves. Whoa, that is one chonky monster. (laughs) Absolutely, you cannot argue against that. Uh, The chonkiest of all monsters. I I mean, do do you have a debate here? Is there any monster that you saw that was bigger than this? No way, and that monster was... uh... Ooh, with those legs that go all the way up. Uh, it, it had its own ecosystem, which is what I loved about how big that monster was. Did you notice right. that? I don't think we talked about it on the episode, but there was like literally other small monsters like orbiting it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's how I like my women. Yeah, right here to accept the award for the chonkiest monster is our guest from that episode, Sir Craig Duffy. Wow, I can't believe I won an award for doing so little work. Like, none really. I didn't even revisit the movie before recording. I'd like to thank my brain for holding on to so much useless info that I can just open my mouth and a podcast comes out. Follow your dreams and drink your Ovaltine. Bye. Wow. Great for the mist. Great for Craig, I'm sure. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm sure he's very, very stoked about this win. Uh, Let's keep it going. Award number three. Adam, take it away. Absolutely. Um, by the way, I just want to shout out how wonderful Rick Moranis is for just being a good sport in general. Uh, that's why he won, of course. All right. So, the Justina Bonilla Award for Best Underwater Scenes. This one's going to be a tough one, Trevor. We, we went underwater a few times, didn't we? I know. I am, I am hanging, <laughs> hanging on a thread here. I don't know what's going to win. Now, let me open up the... Wait a minute. This envelope is labeled Beatbox. Uh, all right. Let me open it up. And it looks like it goes to oh the creature from the black lagoon. Wow! Oh my gosh! Uh, like you mentioned, there were a couple of contenders here. I, I thought that there was some decent underwater stuff in the much more modern film Deep Rising, but you really just can't beat the classic underwater scene from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I think the voters here were specifically thinking about, you know, the scene where they're kind of dancing together or the creatures looking at those legs that go all the way up. I mean, this guy will not stop talking about monster legs. (laughs) Um, But I think, um, yeah, I think the deep rising was probably in second in line and the underwater scenes there were just okay. The opening scene is not much to bank on. And then there's also the, uh, the scene where they're swimming underwater and that's just sort of fine. 
Yeah, and I think we had some underwater stuff in Lorelei's grasp, if I remember correctly, getting to like that. Remember that cave with like the 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 mer women or the what are they called? Mermaids. Um, I, man, I was on so many drugs. I don't even remember. <laughs> I think I actually just made that up, man. Okay, here to accept the award for the best underwater scenes is Justina Bonilla herself. She won her own award. Actually, Trevor, that's incorrect. She sent in an envelope. It's mm, pretty soggy. Hold on, let me open it up. Ew. All right, it reads, uh, On behalf of myself and the entire Creature of the Black Lagoon cast, thank you for this Silver Ghosty Award for Best Underwater Scenes. The Gill Man has sent a telegram from Brazil asking that it be read for this acceptance speech. It reads, Humans, thank you for this award. I will treasure it always. This film changed my life. Without it, I never would have met my amazing wife of 66 years, Kay. Together, we expose the consequences that pollution and overfishing causes in our waters, both fresh and salt. And if you're wondering, yes, the shape of water was part biographical. Good for Justina picking up an award, albeit her own award, this early in the show. Creature from the Black Lagoon is now posited to win more than one award. Uh, I don't know if I had that coming into the show. By the way, Adam, we should be doing, like pre-show predictions like sports center style when we come into these instead of acting like we're on the red carpet but anyways uh we have a three-way tie one award each and we're moving on to the fourth award now and it's coming from me uh this is going to be the craig duffy award for nihilism in a film um let's open the envelope and the award goes to Matongo! Whoa. Wow. Uh, is this an upset for you, Adam? No way. Matongo, if anything, believed in nothing. I mean, The Mist is a pretty nihilistic film, but it, it, it's a slow build to that nihilism. I felt that Matongo, from the get-go, felt pretty foggy and dark, and I, I was just really taken mm-hmm. aback by it. I, I love this film. Yeah, I agree. And I think the way that it ends kind of leans more to that as well, just the fact that everyone possibly could get uh indoctrinated this means we have a four-way tie absolutely unheard of this early in an award show here to accept the craig duffy award for nihilism is our guest from the matongo episode mr kwang lee thank you thank you thank you it's such an honor to be receiving this award but unfortunately matongo couldn't be here to receive it in person he's currently out in the desert prepping for his next appearance at burning man and he really wants to express that it's a true honor and appreciate that everyone really understood what he's trying to do in this performative piece in receiving the Craig Duffy Award for Nihilism. His only regret really was that he's unable to take home the award for Best Kiss as well, since that's the award he really actually wanted to be getting. Thank you. Very proud of Kwong for bringing home an award this midway through the award ceremony. You know, uh, Trevor, I kind of think of our guests as our children. Yeah, in, in many ways, uh, we can't control them. Uh, there's way too many of them on this series. <laughs> Got a regular cheaper by the dozen situation going on here. Right. Well, you, you know, you're always complimenting my birthing hips. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like when you make a bit and I just immediately have to get off of it. Like, I just <laughs> like, I'm out of here. All right. Next award is going to be the Sterling Anno Award for Obligatory Cosmic Horror Reference. We've given away four awards so far and they've gone to four different films. So we'll see if this one is any different. The award. I bet not. 
<laughs> the award goes to. It's gonna be Deep Rising. Oh, that guy right there. He said it's Whoa. Deep Rising. The guy in the audience. He he gave he gave the answer. Wow, Deep Rising wow. wins. Thank you, guy. Uh, that was that was weird. I didn't even have to pull up the envelope. Thank you, sir. Uh, the Sterling Anno Award for obligatory cosmic reference goes to Sterling Anno. On behalf of the hosts, producers, and all viewers of Ghost Party Radio, I'd like to thank fate itself for my own chosen film, Deep Rising, on winning my own chosen award for obligatory shoehorning of cosmic horror. The Elder Gods send their gratitude, gentlemen. As you were. Certainly a sterling movie is Deep Rising. <laughs> yeah, so we're having fun up here, but that gentleman who yelled that out is being removed from the theater as we're speaking. Sayonara. The next award to give away is the, is the Miguel Rodriguez Award for Real World Allegory. This one's for our highbrow audience who knows what an allegory is, Trevor. I have no idea who's going to win this award, Adam, but I do know that we've given away five awards so far, and they've gone to five different movies. Will this one be the one that breaks the trend? Now, this envelope is a little bit strange as well. It says, eat the envelope and gain the knowledge. So excuse me for a minute. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, I can see it in my mind's eye. It goes to Hellraiser. Oh man, Hellraiser. What's the real world allegory in that? I would say, uh, if, if I could put it, sum it into one word, lust. All right. Well, here to accept the award, the, her first award of the night for Hellraiser is our amazing guest from that episode, Rachel Reeves. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you today for this Miguel Rodriguez Award for Real World Allegory. You know, there's a reason that Hellraiser has become an undeniable classic. Actually, there's a lot of reasons. Whether one finds self-acceptance from the Cenobites, courage from Kiersey, or can even relate to the toxic relationship between Frank and Julia, there's a myriad of enduring elements that can be related to the world that surrounds us all. And I just, I thank you so much to each and every one of you for recognizing that fact. Thanks. Wow, way to go, Rachel Reeves, picking up a verified icon on Twitter. Yeah, 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 as well as a silver ghosty. But yeah, congratulations on the verification. I also saw that as well. Mere, mere weeks after her episode on Ghost Party Radio. Suspicious. Makes you think. Six awards given out, six different movies. What's going to be the one to buck the trend? I have the honor of giving away the Craig Hamill Award for Best Creature into Genre Integration. Now, this is a you know this is an award based on the idea of him thinking that aliens did a really good job of taking the aliens from Alien and putting them into a different genre, which he considered like kind of more of like an action movie. Um, so hey, maybe the Aliens is going to be uh, the seventh movie to win an award here tonight. Let's check it out. <laughs> Well, we have our first two-time winner. It goes to Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> Little Shop. Yes, yeah, so adding a creature into a musical. Can you even believe it, Guillermo del Toro? Wait, uh, Shape of Water wasn't a musical. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking for del Toro, no. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I actually, He was actually <laughs> on the line waiting to say that, but you spoke for him. Guillermo, right. take the rest of the day off. 
here to accept their award, their second award of the night, and I'm promising you it will not be their last, Haley and Katie. Hi again, Ghost Party Radio. This is Haley again from Time Warp Radio, and I can't believe how lucky we are to win this award, the Craig Hamill Award for the best creature into genre integration, since Audrey 2 is a monster, but overall Little Shop of Horrors is more of like a musical than a monster movie but katie she was just here she had to run outside and uh play the soundtrack to shock treatment because it's like she needs to listen to it every hour on the hour but she wanted to say that she was so glad that we won this award because musicals are probably the most adaptable genre you could make a musical about a serial killer about a monster about a singing, corset-clad, fishnet-wearing alien doctor from outer space. Uh, But Rocky Horror wasn't in the running for this. I keep trying to suggest it every season, and one of these times you are going to let us present it on the show, I hope. Uh, But thanks so much! Bye! Congratulations, Katie and Haley, on another win. You know, Katie and Haley, uh, around here, we kind of refer to you as the Mario and Luigi of ghost party radio it's news to me adam go ahead and give away the next award you got it this one's for the chad leslie award for least romantic alien mating spot Mm, where could this one go the this envelope is 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 weird there it is telling me freestyle and you shall know the answer so (laughs) pardon me here trevor as i freestyle to get to our award Um, Wait, wait, like freestyle rap? That's what it says. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our final episode of Ghost Party Radio. (laughs) Here we go. Looking so nice in my blazer. Boy, the award winner's got to be Hellraiser. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Explain that one. Explain how... Are you talking about the apartment or the house they live in? Uh, I believe the voter's... We're referring to the pleasure dimension. Oh, you think that's the least meat, romantic? Where chunks of meat were spread across the floor oh. like confetti. God, that scene is so gross. I'll never, yeah. I will never forget that being so early in the movie and me being like, "Yeah, this movie is as gross and scary as I thought it was going to be." Woo! Congratulations, Rachel Reeves, on your, uh, you know, probably least significant award that you've gotten this year. <laughs> I thought you were going to make the joke again about the verification. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this show is not above just doing the exact same joke over and over again. Right. We know our audience. Also, not I don't. I wouldn't even consider it a joke. I, I, nothing we do is funny. Therefore, I don't think it, it can really be a joke. Um, right. And so you're uh, <laughs> winning the award for nihilism this tonight. Yes, absolutely. And I will be speaking like this the rest of the episode. I am here with the honor of giving away the Haley Mervini Award for Best Use of a Payphone. Now, Adam, I don't have an envelope for this. I am actually myself going to give away this award. Whoa, are you saying that you're at a payphone? I am at a payphone. (laughs) Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Oh, wow. I didn't think that would win. Well, thanks for telling me. Okay, bye, Trinity. Click. The winner is The Matrix. Whoa. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, I didn't really understand this category, and I know it was built to have Little Shop of Horrors win, but 
Little Shop of Horrors is such a contender that I don't think it deserves to win an award that's designed specifically for it. It's already winning the race right now with two awards. So we're going to be giving this one to a film that we have not discussed on the podcast. We did not discuss during the Creature Feature episodes. But I do have a treat for everybody. Here to accept the award, the Haley Mervini Award, for Best Use of a Payphone, is Neo himself. Neo, take it away! And then go ahead and insert uh, Adam's Keanu Reeves impression here. Yeah, thanks for the award. I gotta go back to uh, my world. <laughs> okay, thanks, Neo. Very good stuff there. Um, get, uh, Adam, is it true that you've spent thousands of dollars on improv classes? Uh, why do you ask? No, because I can just tell. I can tell. <laughs> but w- w- what are you referring to? I haven't done improv in a long time. Uh, for the listener at home, uh, don't worry. Uh, that is not true, Adam. I don't think Adam. Have you taken? Uh, you have you taken improv classes? No. Okay, thank Christ. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I was a listener of this show and I heard that you'd spent even a dollar on improv classes, I would be very <laughs> bummed out. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, baby, it's all natural. <laughs> uh, thank you to Neo for dropping by the show and congratulations to The Matrix for uh, being a, a winner tonight a, a movie that didn't even wasn't even people didn't even think we watched it because we didn't yeah. watch it I mean that's the thing is we're living in The Matrix and anything can happen <laughs> absolutely go ahead with your next award sir right. so right. this next one is the Kwong Lee Award for mm, Best Kiss oh jeez um, of course you get to give this one away because I'm not allowed to give away awards like this anymore. All right, and we have a oh, we have a very nice person here who's uh, consented to uh, a kiss, and for some reason the winner is inside their mouth. So hold oh on God. one second. This this really is our last episode. <laughs> hold on one second. Uh, I, I also I, I was excited for the Shyamalanathon, but we're not going to get to it. And here we go. Uh, oh, okay, and now I'm pulling it out of my mouth, and the winner is Pitch Black, ladies and gentlemen. What? Pitch yeah, Black had a kiss in it? It's interesting because there's pretty much not a kiss in Pitch Black. However, there's a scene where there's a, a wonderful and heartbreaking embrace near the end of the film, and I think that's kiss enough, darn it. What is there? I mean, there... There, there had to have been kisses in like Little Shop of Horrors, right? I'm trying to think if there. Um, hold on, let me check. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like there was a few kisses in Little Shop. Uh, was that you kissing your keyboard to Google if there were kisses? Yes. Um, I, yeah, I can't think like like I'm thinking like I, Creature in the Black Lagoon didn't have any kissing. Sorry, Guillermo, stay on hold. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, there there had to have been someone like Lorelai's. Anyways, uh-huh. anyways, congratulations uh, to Sean and Sarah on your first win of the night. Congratulations to Sean and Sarah and Vin, who's just racking up the awards, and I'm sure is going to win a few Oscars for his latest film. Not too long from now. And what would that film be? Fast Nine, baby. Oh, we didn't talk about Fast Nine. Do you know why? why? I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't either, which is weird because, you know, they played it at Cannes, Trevor. 
Yeah, and it, um, you know, and it's a movie available to watch in movie theaters. But boy, am I not interested. Although I did tweet out, and we don't have to play an episode of Defend Your Tweets, but I did tweet out, I will not be watching Fast Nine, but I absolutely will be watching Fast Ten. You know, that's going to be a two-parter. Is it really? Yeah, it's going to be two-parter for some reason. God. I mean, you okay? If you make ten movies in a series, you've earned my respect to just be like, all right, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta watch it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like they've dedicated twenty plus years to this franchise, so I'm gonna watch ten. But nine, uh, nine, I say in the German way. <laughs> Wait, let's rip on this a little bit. The effing movies don't have like a storyline enough where they need to cut it into two. They're not basing it on, a, on anything like, say, a book franchise or a comic book franchise. Where it's like a story wrap up, they could just make the ten- the second tenth movie the eleventh movie. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm confused of like where you got this information and if it's true or not. I got it from Vin. Okay, you sure you didn't get it from the the kissing person? No, they would never lie to me. <laughs> okay, uh, straight from the Vin's mouth himself uh i'm giving away the next award speaking of sean and sarah uh it'll be the sean temple award for cringy non-horror physical moment very specific um but if you go back and listen to our pitch black episode you'll understand why he says that this was his award to give away and the winner is ow 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 adam i just cut my finger are you okay yeah, I'm fi- oh my god, it's bleeding. It's ble- Whoa, holy crap, it's bleeding so much. The winner is Hellraiser for the scene where the guy cut his finger and it was bleeding like a crazy amount. <laughs> uh, Adam, would you agree that that's a non-horror physical moment? I mean, it isn't a horror film, which a lot of these movies are, but that movie, that, that moment wasn't based in horror. No, absolutely. It was more based in stupidity at how these men couldn't move a mattress. And it was, so so there you go. Very cringy. So So I think think it fits the award very well. Congratulations, Rachel Reeves. She's tweeting something completely unrelated. And also verified, which again, you know, uh, couldn't, (laughs) we sound like salty about it. I'm actually, it is really cool to be verified, by the way. (laughs) But what we're saying is that um, verify me, you you cowards, even though I have zero of the qualifications that anybody who's verified has, let alone Rachel, who has plenty of the qualifications. Um, This is the third award of the night for Hellraiser. So they are officially in the lead. Uh, Things are starting to heat up with only three. Oh, I guess four because I forgot about the big boy at the end there. Four awards left. Um, but the two uh, top horses right now are Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Hellraiser. Well, how are we feeling about this, Adam? Do we think that Hellraiser can hold on? Do we think that Little Shop's coming in? You know, there's a lot of people still with one, so technically they could win. Well, it's funny that you asked that because let's go to our next award, the Rachel Reeves Award for Pain and Pleasure. Let's see if this goes to the namesake's choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, the uh, envelope here says... It's a, a silent envelope, so it says open, and you will hear nothing. So one second. Okay, I opened it. Did you hear anything? Mm-mm. Okay, interesting. Um, but it looks like the winner is goes to Audrey Aubrey too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. The uh, little shop of horrors went takes the award for the night for pain and pleasure. Why? <laughs> Well, you know, I think, you know, if I were to put myself into the minds of the voters, yeah, uh, I believe that they would say that Aubrey, Audrey, Aubrey, 
promise pleasure, but only brought plain pain. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, voters, uh, very interesting take on that award. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, and uh, of course, congratulations to Haley and Katie for tying it up. Three awards apiece now. Accept your award. Hi again, Ghost Party Radio. This is Haley from Time Warp Radio. And Katie, she just walked out of the room. We were, we found out that we won the Rachel Reeves Award for Pain and Pleasure. Um, Trevor doesn't know why Adam picked our feature for this. Maybe, maybe seeing people get eaten alive by carnivorous plant matter is like a kink for him. But Katie did want me to ask if it was also maybe because of the sadistic dentist, if maybe that was a kink Adam had. So thanks again. Couldn't be more honored for this kinky award. And maybe we will be talking to you guys again soon. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All right, we're out of the warp pipe and we're going to the next award, Trevor. Absolutely. So we do have a tie once again, three to three. I do want to mention though, that we don't really acknowledge the movies that win the most awards. That is a cool thing to have. We usually only acknowledge the movie that wins best picture though. Did you notice that? Yeah, I've uh, noticed that weird. Uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken that in the past we have had movies that have won the most awards, but did not win the best picture award. the coveted, the arrival of a train at a station award for best picture. But before right. we get there, we have two more awards to give away. And now, I have the distinct pleasure of giving away the Sarah Wisner Award for LGBTQ plus representation. All ten films in this series definitely qualified for this, but there can only be one winner. And I am here now with this rainbow-colored envelope to tell you the winner. Well, we have a new leader. It's either Hellraiser... Or that's a little shop of horrors because both could probably win this award. But the listeners have voted for Hellraiser. Wow, wow, wow. Amazing, amazing. And here to accept this award is Rachel Reeves once again. Wow. Thank you so much, everybody. Never in a million years did I think I'd be standing here today accepting the Sarah Wisner LGBTQ plus award for Hellraiser. Here we are. We did it. From production to narrative, I've always considered Hellraiser a beautiful film that uses horror as a way to address some very real issues about being queer and the way queer people are treated in society. And honestly, it means the world to me that you see that all as well. Congratulations. Wow, Rachel really uh, taking the lead here. I wonder uh, what she's going to win at the end of the night. Yeah, I mean, you got to think at this point if uh, she has four awards. I, I mean, I guess if Hellraiser has four awards. I, I do like the idea of attaching these movies to our guests, you know, because they are so personal in that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to imagine that it's got to be the favorite now for Best Picture, but we do have one more award to give away before that. That's right. And this is the Katie to Mini Award for Best Creature Spawning. Do you know what kind of weird uh, sick stuff that Katie was thinking when she had this award in mind? Uh, I genuinely uh, do not, but I think if taken at face value, uh, I think Best Creature Spawning is is a very cool award, Uh, and I'm I'm interested to see what the listeners gave it to. I have to agree, but we are perverts. Um, uh, This envelope says Trevor has to give his uh, Chewbacca impression. 
<laughs> okay, Trevor, when, tell me when you want to start. Sorry, I was just clearing out my throat. Uh, he, here is the uh, official Chewbacca impression from me. <laughs> All right, and with my teeny tiny little ears, I'm going to translate that into the big boy from the mist wins this one. Whoa, the mist taking away second award of the night. Love to see yeah, that. Sp- specifically for this guy who has his own effing ecosystem, as you said. Jeez, okay, so... Not only has the Mist won two awards, but the same creature has won those two awards. Right. Um, I think this automatically puts it in contention for Best Creature Feature. It might win Best mm-hmm. Picture at this point. Whoa, now you're talking. Congratulations, Craig. I'm sure he's very excited to see what's going to happen with our next one. Absolutely. So we have run through a lot of awards tonight, but now it's the time to give away our most coveted award. First movie that ever won this award... What? was Park Chan-wook's The Handmaiden. The second film to take this away was Luc Besson's The Fifth Element. But now it's time for another film to join the hallowed halls of the arrival of a train at a station award for Best Picture. The, the ultimate silver ghostie to put on your mantle. And here's the crazy part, Adam. We've only had one repeat guest ever on this show. And it's Haley and Katie. Haley and Katie could tonight walk away with two of the three possible La Arrival at the Chain at the Cidat Award for Best Pictures. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel bad about that. It makes me sick. I do have to say this. We're going to go through our rankings from our arbitrary system. Ten to one. And then you and I, at the same time, will say the winner of the Best Picture Award. So, at number 10, we have Sean and Sarah's movie, Pitch Black, scoring an 89 out of 150. At number 9, we have Miguel Rodriguez's film, The Lorelei's Grasp, that scored 92. At number 8, we have Sterling Anno. Wow, the horrible Imagining Boys did not fare well in this series. (laughs) Uh, Deep Rising uh, with a 99 out of 150. At number 7, we have the Universal Monster Movie classic Creature from the Black Lagoon, which scored a very respectable 106 out of 150. Mm -hmm. Then we have the movie that Chad Leslie brought in, Attack the Block, with a, again, very respectable 107. Attack the Block looks like it might be going home empty-handed tonight. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but, you know, it is getting a sequel, so that's, you know, kind of nice for itself. And it looks like the Lorelei's Grass also walked away empty-handed. And I, I do want to go to bat for the Lorelei's Grass. I really enjoyed that movie. And uh, I thought it was a, a breath of fresh air for sure uh, in this series. And unlike anything I had ever seen. Yeah, too bad it couldn't grasp an award. Coming in at number five, we have our current leader. We have Hellraiser with 108 out of 150. Number four, we have... With 113 points, Matongo, a.k.a. Attack of the Mushroom People. At number three, we have The Mist with 114 points, just barely edging out Matongo by one point. And then we have our two top dogs. At number two, with 127 out of 150, we have Jim Cameron's Aliens. And our number one film, according to solely our rating system, is Little Shop of Horrors with 130.5 out of 150. Adam, it is now time to see who the voters say 
is our best picture winner. I'm very nervous for this one because I, I, Aliens has not won an award tonight, but in my soul, I can possibly see Craig Hamill walking up and accepting this award. Adam, what are your main thoughts on this? Boy, I would love to see that, Trevor. You know, Craig's a great, great guy, and the movie is probably the best movie that we've seen. But it's not up to us, you know. It's up to the listeners, and uh, we have all of the votes counted. Um, do you see the winner? I just saw the winner, and oh, I am shocked. I am oh, I, shocked. Yeah, I saw it. It drove by me just now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, on three, we're going to say the winner, the full name of the movie. Three, two, one. Little, Little Shop, Shop of, of Horrors. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I am. I, I am... I am sickened to know that our only repeat guest has come on. They've come on this show, and they've won two of the three Arrival of the Train at the Station Awards for Best Picture. It's unheard of. It's unheard of for a new podcast to be dominated like this. Yeah, you know what? I take back what I said about Mario and Luigi. Yeah, they're more like... Wario and Waluigi. (laughs) That's good. The Wario and Waluigi of the Ghost Party Radio podcast. Here they are to accept their award for Best Picture once again, Haley and Katie. Trevor and Adam, y'all are too kind. This is Haley from Time Warp Radio. And Katie just ran screaming out of the room because a train arrived at a station in front of us and it shocked her. And I cannot believe that this is our second time winning the Arrival of a Train at a Station Award for Best Picture. And I really think it's more so a testament to the fifth element that is me, Katie, Trevor, and Adam. And I love having conversations with you guys. I think that this show is such an awesome way to connect with others about genre film and really analyze where they rank. So I couldn't be more thrilled, chilled, and fulfilled to accept this award this evening. And Katie did, before she ran out of the room, asked if if we're even allowed back on anymore. Like, are we tipping the scales too much? Like, are we, are we breaking the system? Uh, I hope that's not the case. I hope we get invited back. And I can't wait to have you guys back on our show as well to talk about shock treatment. We love you, Ghost Party Radio, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. You know, Adam, usually I don't mind being dominated like this. But this is ridiculous. (laughs) These two cartoon characters coming on this show and winning the Pest Picture twice. You know what? I have to give it up to them. They pick some good movies. Uh, I love The Fifth Element, and uh, you know what? This is my first time watching uh, Little Shop of Horror in many, many, many years. Um, But I I would be remiss without saying that um, that movie was recommended by uh, Ian Hawk, the other half of Ghost Party uh, Pictures. So we'll we'll give him just a slight chunk of the Arrival of a Train at a Station Award for Best Picture. So congratulations to him. But mostly, congratulations to Haley and Katie, who actually tied Rachel Reeves' film Hellraiser for most Silver Ghosties Awards tonight. How would you say the show went? Uh, pretty poorly, Trevor. You know, I hate to see <laughs> Katie and Haley win again. I can't wait to have them on the show uh, next time and just tank their ratings. Absolutely. Make sure they do not win and punish them for their victories. And I think that the way we can do this is just not invite them on the show anymore. Yeah, but that's sort of the coward's way out. 
And that's what we are. Okay, folks, thank you all for listening to the Silver Ghosty Awards. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, we gave some awards away to some great movies um, and some, you know, really fun movies maybe didn't walk away with any awards. I think it's crazy that Aliens did not win a single award at this award show. But, you know, <laughs> listen, it's all listener-reviewed. Yeah, you would have thought that Aliens should have won uh, a good number of these awards. Well, it is what it is. So that closes the book on our Creature Feature series, Adam. So do you know what time it is? Oh, baby, let's spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. I use a website called Wheel of Names. (laughs) So (laughs) there are, as everyone who listens to this show knows, 99 genres on this wheel. And we are about to spin it to find out what our next series is going to be. Adam, are you ready? I am, as as Katie and Haley might say, unfortunately, shivering with Antissa. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> it's spinning. It's spinning. And it has landed on heist movies. Oh. Ooh, heist I, movies. Nice. I, I can't wait to steal some winners here. <laughs> I love a heist movie. That's so fun. Okay, cool. Great, great, great. Um, there must have been some uh, foreshadowing with Steven Soderbergh hosting the Oscars this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he did such a good job by that. Mm-hmm. He actually has a new heist movie out. Maybe we'll uh, discuss it. So uh, we movie? don't. It's uh, I don't know. It has like a huge cast. You should look it up. It's, it, it, I haven't heard great things about it, but it has, a, like you would guess, a very big cast for a heist movie. But um, fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, yeah. We don't give we don't give our picks on the outro episode, right? We do that in the intro, right? Yeah, and we'll okay. come up with our categories at that point. I think I know what my pick is for this for sure, <laughs> and I'm really fucking excited about it. Oh, okay. Uh, but we do need to determine, uh, maybe not right now, but how many films we think that the heist genre deserves. Um, you know what I think. The best heists are the quick ones that get in, that get out, and no one even knows. Yeah, because we're going to have a limited window here before October, and everybody who listens to the show knows that October means we're bringing in Scary Boys, Scaring Boys for a month. So you want to do a clean five? Let's do an intro, five episodes, and an outro. Sounds good to me. And then we can have a clean October. Uh, I'm glad it didn't land on a horror movie, so we didn't go from creature features to horror to horror. Um <laughs> I think this will be a nice break up. I, I, I think I'm really excited for what we think of for the categories for this too, because mm-hmm. heist movies definitely have um, a very definitive thing about them. That That's for sure. Uh, I'm excited. Okay, cool. So we went from revenge movies to space operas to creature features to heist movies. I love it. It's a genre podcast. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. Let's uh, Let's plan it out, Trevor. All right. Okay, well, the next time you hear from us, maybe we'll be doing an intro to to Heist Movies episode. Maybe we'll be doing something else. You never know when the dial turns here on Ghost Party Radio. Once again, congratulations to Haley and Katie for picking up their second Best Picture win. Uh, I know we were joking around earlier about Waluigi and Wario, but uh, they deserve it for being on such an awesome movie. Adam, any final words on this outro to Creature Feature episode? Uh, Thank you all for joining us. I hope you had a great time, and I hope... Next time you go to a theater, buy some concessions and treat yourself because you deserve it. 
And you all know, creatures, they gotta eat. Yeah, baby. Thank you all for listening to this epic 33rd episode of Ghost Party Radio. Adam, we have officially... Featured the creature. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Mm, That's a 10.